0: Asian: A podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Young Me Mayor, and
1: I'm Brian Park.
0: And before we introduce our wonderful guest, we're gonna do the Patreon shoutouts. Yes. Tone down a little.
1: Tone down a little. Tone
0: down Patreon shoutouts because. Cause we were getting really like, uh, we were getting very graphic about their sex lives and then they're, (laughs) and then we're like, please stop doing that.
1: Uh, Yeah. I think it might be, it's, it's making the listeners uncomfortable. But
0: then here's the confusing thing. Last week we got a DM from someone being like, I liked the vulgar ones. Why, why don't you do those <laughs> again?
1: It's kind of uh, reflective of the human experience, how some people are There's very comfortable of- being extremely horny yeah. and others tend to, others want to keep that more private.
0: There's like 90 people that are like, uh, we don't like this and one person's like that's my favorite part
1: and that's when Me and I are like we should be even more graphic then right yeah <laughs> we, can't, this we one can't. person's opinion counts for <laughs> <Exactly>. 9,000 <000. laughs>
0: we, we don't we don't have any like thoughts of our own we just do whatever <laughs> somebody tells us to do we're Asian
1: <laughs> um, if, so if you guys if you were listening to this podcast and you enjoy it please consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash feeling Asian uh, Youngmi and I offer different subscription tiers with different exclusive benefits, but at the very least, any donation amount gets you a shout out on this podcast where Me and I try to guess who you are based on your name alone.
0: And my psychic abilities. And Youngmi's
1: psychic, <laughs> cop trademark, Youngmi's Brian doesn't believe Psychic in. <laughs> Abilities. Um, should we get started? Yeah. Okay, so... Our first shout out for this episode goes out to Jenny Ma.
0: Jenny Ma sounds like an author. I'm seeing water polo. <laughs> water polo on the weekends author on the streets?
1: I can see that. She's a self she specializes in self-help, self-help. books and the title of her book is Treading Water. <laughs> Treading water, a story of water polo
0: analogies?
1: (laughs) A story of how to be resilient in the face of adversity. Okay. Jenny Ma, water Stanford water polo player, self-help guru, author of Treading Water.
0: All right. Okay, I like that.
1: Okay. (laughs) Jenny, thank you for your donation. (laughs) Our next shout out goes to one name, Leon.
0: You know how I feel, about the one namers, Brian. I wanna um have sex with them. Leon is sexy sounding too. Leon Man, makes Leon. me think of
1: Leon Bridges.
0: I don't know who that is. Who is that?
1: He's a... Sounds like
0: a pun name.
1: He is. A, he's a musician. He does like really sexy music.
0: Okay. See? Yeah. Checks out.
1: It's a, it checks out.
0: I've never met anyone with a name Leon. I've never Leon. met an
1: Asian Leon.
0: Wow. I mean, do we know that they're Asian?
1: There's a strong likelihood. <laughs> 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 Our podcast <laughs> is called Feeling Asian.
0: We get we do have a lot of white <laughs> listeners though. And other and other people that are not white or Asian.
1: That's true. But I'm 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 gonna stick with this narrative that Leon Leon is uh, I
0: bet I bet Leon is Vietnamese.
1: He's like an Asian bro in a very white frat.
0: Oh, I don't know. I, I was seeing like And he
1: doesn't this- tell any of his frat bros that he listens to this podcast. Like this podcast <laughs> is just for him.
0: Quietly listening, crying a single tear. And like My friends don't get me. And
1: Travis will knock on his room and like, Hey, what's up, bro? Like what are you listening to? Oh Barstool Sports? Porn?
0: <laughs>
1: porn, <Listen>.
0: it's porn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you're so corny. Oh my god, what's wrong with us? It's cause we it's cause we're filtering ourselves. We're we're trying to be more polite <laughs> was, with each other. I
0: was gonna say animal porn, but then I was like, <laughs> I can't say that. I'm trying to tone it down. So then I went with porn, and then I was like, that's not even a funny joke anymore. Oh.
1: Uh,
0: it's a it, do you wanna be funny or do you wanna be, you know, polite? Funny. You're right.
1: we gotta we gotta stick to our guns here, <laughs> young me. But in any case, Leon, let us know if you are a frat bro that listens to animal porn on via audio.
0: I think that, that story reminds me of, you know Brian Yang, the comedian, yeah. our friend, who's yeah. on the pod. He, I think I think I'm pretty sure this was him. I hope it wasn't another Asian man that tweeted this, but you're, he you're tweeted about to butcher That's <laughs> another Asian comic. It was Brian, <gasps> Brian Park. <laughs> he tweeted during SantaCon one year, like, I saw a group of white frat boys <laughs> like frat guys and one Asian frat guy like together on SantaCon, like yeah. woo and he was like, damn. And he wanted to tell the Asian guy, like, you don't have any Asian guy friends, bro. Like, I feel sorry for you. Let's go eat dim sum and flushing. That um, reminds me of that tweet.
1: Uh, I don't know if that was a tweet, young me, because that's something that I've literally done myself when I was 24 <laughs> just, living in New York was City. That
0: you that I saw on the street. I was like, damn, that guy doesn't have any Asian friends. I feel <laughs> sorry for him.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you for your donation, Leon. And our last we'll shout go out. we Flushing
0: <laughs> with you to have dim sum. <laughs> our
1: last shout out for this episode. Another single name. Oh, Wow. Nadia.
0: Wow. How is Nadia spelled? I can't visualize it for some reason. N-A-D-I-A, right?
1: You yeah. Can- <laughs> I don't know if it's spelled Nadia. any other way.
0: <laughs> Nadia. Nadia is a hot name too. See,
1: Nadia is another like kind of horny name.
0: It is a horny name. It's a very so sexual name. If you don't want us to be vulgar. I don't give a shit anymore. Why are you anymore? having sexy names then? Sexy. Nadia
1: is an only fans Asian.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah. That's my guess
0: what's her content like
1: i don't um i don't know the nuances like of only like, isn't just nudes it's only nudes
0: i don't know <laughs> you can have a flavor you can have a theme uh
1: i'm I feel gonna like guess it's some
0: sort of anime thing that uh, i don't know about
1: oh like you're you're gonna guess like she's a cosplay only fans yeah yeah, yeah. but xxx rated yes oh but then nadia has an extremely normal job
0: I mean, but that's like how every every OnlyFans person is, isn't it? Like, if you're freaky deaky on OnlyFans, you're like definitely an accountant, you know? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Okay. So Nadia is an accountant at let's say Kellogg cereal.
0: She's a billionaire. <laughs>
1: I don't. Know. Why would
0: you say she's a billionaire? I don't know. I feel like if you if you have that much of a sellout corporate job, you're you, making so much money. They're just so all billionaires. Money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how money works.
1: <laughs> this is a testament to please donate to our Patreon. We need this.
0: <laughs> yes, I think accountants make billions of dollars a year. <laughs>
1: <That's> Stupid. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. Well, guys, subscribe to Nadia's OnlyFans and please consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash feelingasian. And I think it's time to introduce our guest this week
0: i'm so excited
1: this week's guest young me and i are extremely excited to have her on this podcast she is where we go way back we go way back in the new york comedy scene uh your guest this week is an incredibly talented comedian and writer please give your ears to julia shiplet
0: hi thanks for having me (laughs) thanks for doing the pod julia
1: What'd you think of it's our Patreon shout-outs? Do you think they're pretty um, okay, accurate? Okay, if
2: I was Nadia and I was on OnlyFans, I would go by Naughty.
1: <gasps> oh. It's
0: Nadia. N A U G H T I A.
1: N-A-N-A-G-H-T-Y-A. Naughty Uh.
0: Nice. Naughty Uh. Not Naughty Uh. <laughs> um,
2: I wanna say that I like so I'll be honest, I don't listen to that many podcasts. But if Maybe. I am I if I am asked to be on a podcast, I will like binge them. And yeah. I was like binging you guys for the past week. And honestly, I feel like you guys like truly are providing a public service for <laughs> the community. it's Asian group therapy. And that's so cool and important. Thank you so wow. much for
1: saying that. Julia is wow. uh, my favorite guest now because that's the nicest <laughs> thing a guest has ever said to us. Oh, that's
0: so, so nice of you. you. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Cool. I am just uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> but you go in there, you get like, I mean, shit. I honestly, I have always sort of um, romanticized. I once tweeted, um, I like last year, I was like, I want a chef to ruin my life this year. And I listened to your recent episode and I was like, I, not that your ex-husband ruined your life. Of course not. But you guys talk about like, you really go into how um, you go into heavy stuff that is like, you absolutely confront it so head on and it's so cool. And I think I am attracted to chefs because I see the parallels with the culinary world and comedy in a way yeah. that I find appealing, but I don't want to fuck around with, comedians or our industry in any way really wow. um, so I find that wow. to be hot but now I'm like no that's as hard as comedy I think
0: <laughs> no you, know, but th- you th- have hot know
2: chef friends to hook me up with them you know
0: I do know a lot of chefs peripherally nice and I have something to do this week <laughs> I oh my god I've never talked about this Julia I am actually really good at matchmaking Brian have I told you this
1: So you've just been holding out on me this entire time,
0: Brian? Come on, you don't need my help, Brian. Shut up. Yeah. I okay. Like I'm so good at match. I'm not joking, Julia. I will. I'm gonna get on this for you. Okay.
1: Wow, Julia, you're in the hot seat now. No, we're we're going to go there. First
0: person (laughs) that I, the first person that I hooked up was my. This is when I was 20 years old. My roommate and my coworker, and they got married. Oh shit that's yeah. good i'm good i'm good at this and i'm not
2: even wow. trying to do that i i'm just like someone fun who's not an
1: asshole
0: yeah you know chefs are Ooh. fun <laughs>
1: that's that's hard chefs and, do ruin, ruin the your life streets lives. of new york lives. Life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's like
1: uh,
2: they're fun. I can't promise the second part. Uh, I can't
1: promise if they won't be they're an not a huge I
0: mean, if you want a chef to ruin your life, they will definitely ruin your life. I don't I don't really I don't really want it but uh
2: I won't let a chef ruin my life. I'll put it that way, you know. Um yeah. but a fun tryst? Sure.
1: Well, Julia, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Before we ask you how you're feeling, Young Me, how are you feeling?
0: Oh, God. Well, I know that this is probably the 5,000th time I've said this, but <sighs> I feel like it's important because this is the nature of this disease. But I'm feeling so fat and disgusting.
1: Oh, no. I mean,
0: like, obviously, I have body dysmorphia, and it just, you know, it's like depression. Like, it feels like the flu, like you feel it coming on, you know, and you just can't really fucking do anything about it. You can, but it's like walk around or something, I don't know. And it just like, it's like such an intense part of who I am as a person that it's really hard for me to combat it and chip away at like what's actually going on. Mm. But I think I've, now that I'm 36, I've just had this realization that it's like, it's about something else. Like when something bad happens to me or I'm going through something emotional. Right. I turn it in towards hating my body, which has literally taken me 36 years to realize that like, that's what I'm doing. Right. So it's not even that whatever I gained five pounds or whatever. It's something else that I like can't look at head on or something. Hmm. But I, 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 obviously I talk about a lot on the podcast, but I feel like it's important for me to verbalize it because i feel like a lot of people go through this and just the reoccurrence of it the the fact that it comes up over and over and over again and it's like it's just like this intrusive thought that's always there yeah, yeah i feel yeah. like a lot of people will relate to that yeah i think, and, um, I, I think
1: it's a good um i just practice wanna, to verbalize these things because and how even frequently
0: you, it comes up
1: right like even if you can intellectualize that yeah you like even the reasons why you feel this way yeah yeah like it still, it still happens right it's like, I feel the same way about like anxiety attacks or panic attacks. Like right. I know when I'm feeling them, but I still get them.
0: And <laughs> but, and then I, there's this one thing that I, I haven't talked about, but this, it this is what happens to me a lot with like body dysmorphia and feelings of like, I'm disgust about my own body. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll get like in a stressful situation and I'll be like, Oh shit, I don't have any money or whatever. Right. Think about something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I'll be like, oh shit, I don't have any fucking money. And then I'm worried about that. And then I'll be like, I have to make my bed and do the dishes. And then I'm like, oh God, oh God. And then right then at the peak of like all this shit in my head, that's like negative. Right then I'll be like, I'm also, I'm fat. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then I'll start just sobbing violently. But that always happens. I feel like that's like always like the, the little like push that pushes me over and the, my panic attacks and stuff. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people go through that that have like body dysmorphia and eating disorder. So I, th- I thought that that's like something that I wanted to say because I feel like I have never said that. Mm-hmm. It's always like when shit's going so wrong and then the last like layer is this, also I'm fat <laughs> and then I'm like crying. It's so, <laughs> it feels so bad. I feel so bad and I like, I hate it so much, but it, it happens all the time. No, I'm sorry. It's okay. You know, <laughs> also I just want to, it's, it's fine. I, you know, I, hate, I I did not want, it's, it's weird. Cause we, we always talk about this too. I guess it's like, all those are the thoughts that are happening in my head. And I feel like shit yeah, and then I yeah. get here and then we start talking and I'm like, I feel great. What was I, why was I feeling bad? You know? Right. So it's like just helpful being here talking to you. Like I've said before, it's just something that I got to constantly fight it's not really gonna go away I guess so that's how I'm feeling how about you Brian
1: well I'm sorry that you're feeling that way but I'm feeling good (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) high five (laughs) Um, yeah I I, yeah I'm I'm feeling pretty good I I'm, I'm like kind of proud of myself for how I've been like sticking to the goals that I've set out for myself in this new year. And I'm I'm sure it's worth examining a little bit more how my feelings of self worth or just my general mood is so tied to my productivity, I guess. Um, Mm. But yeah, I think like last week I mentioned how I've been exercising a lot more and experiencing the positive benefits of that. But yeah, like I've just been productive, like work's been good, but then I'm also, trying to like learn new skills. So I've started like teaching myself how to code because I don't know why the fuck not. And I think it's, it's partially motivated by um I might maybe I'm like interested in new careers. Perhaps. Yep. And mm-hmm. um so I've been like shopping around like career coaches kind of just to kind of see wow. what's out there.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. And things are good. I'm productive and uh, in addition to that, a couple nights ago, I watched the movie Minari. 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 I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I no, I I, I, I pronounced friend. it. I anglicized the pronunciation <laughs> for some reason. I saw, So I saw Minari. And I, I'm for the listeners out there, I'm sure all of you are eagerly awaiting for it to release so you guys can all watch it. Um,
0: Wait, is it not out yet?
1: No, it's not out yet. How did you see it? Uh, they did like A24 did a special like one night screening oh, I for saw Korean that. American Day.
0: Right. And...
1: Yeah. Uh, I
0: thought you were going to say for Koreans and I was like, you going to put in a special code.
1: <laughs> um, but <laughs> wow, it, it, <laughs> it was like such a, it was just, an, I don't want to reveal any of it because yeah. all of you will watch it, but it was, um, it was an incredibly moving and, and cr- profoundly touching, um, film that, was just, it it made, it stirred up a lot of emotions and yeah, I'm still processing them. And it's, it was just incredible.
0: I heard people were like crying so hard. Did you cry a lot?
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) A lot. Nice. (laughs) A lot, a lot. It was, it's great. It's a tremendous film. And when it gets a release, um, I highly recommend that you all go see it.
0: Okay. I'm excited. I'm actually kind of like a little hesitant to watch it cuz i feel like i don't know if i want to cry that hard.
1: Yeah, it it's it hits really really close to home. Mm. So if you're like a child of immigrants, like you, you'll definitely feel all the feels. Mm. Yeah. And it also more broadly, and this is like barely tangentially related to the movie, but i've lately been having these thoughts of, you know, a lot on this podcast we t- i i've always vented or talk about like man I just wish my parents would verbalize how proud they are of me or just give me the validation that I'm so like that I'm seeking so badly in my creative like work Yeah, and I have to remind myself a lot that I feel like the love that's expressed from white parents and the love that's expressed from Asian parents mm-hmm. like the language is different mm. how like from what I've seen with my uh, white friends and their interactions with their parents like their love is very um, tactile and verbal. It's whether it's like a hug or like a touch on the back or like, you know, uh, say, just saying, we're so proud of you. Mm -hmm. Whereas, and this even goes back to like that funny meme you made where I think for Asian parents, it's very, it's through acts of service, you know, Mm. it's, it's, it can be often overlooked because I'm like misguiding my focus on like, why can't you just tell me, you're so proud of me but meanwhile like you know my mom could when if I'm home my mom could like do such a sweet gesture as like maybe like take the laundry like clothes out of the laundry and like fold them up for me and then put them on my bed (sighs) even if I didn't ask her to you know
0: yeah I you know I appreciate those like gestures of love and kindness yeah, and obviously I respect that coming from my Parents, but then my issue is like it's always coupled with the folding of the laundry and then calling you a piece of shit or something. You're okay, thanks for doing the laundry, Mom, but why did you have to hit me? (laughs) (laughs) Like like, what the frickin' My mom will like my mom will be like folding the laundry and then she'll put on my bed and I'll be like laying down looking at my phone and she'll be like, I did your laundry, and then she'll like start punching my butt and be like, You're so lazy. And I'm like Thank you for doing the laundry.
1: (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's just where I'm at. I'm generally yeah. in like an overall good mood, and okay. I've been productive, and you know, just uh, ruminating and reflecting. But overall, good things.
0: All right, that's great. I'm so happy for you. <laughs>
1: How about you, Julia? How are you feeling?
2: Oh, guys, I am not well.
1: <laughs> oh no. I'm, I'm feeling.
2: I'm feeling. I'm, I'm, I think if I had to choose which, which of you I am relating to more, it's, it's gotta be young me right now. Um, I am,
0: I win. I'm just kidding.
2: Win. (laughs) She wins. I,
1: this is a competition.
2: At the end of the day, this is a competition. Um, uh, yeah. Where is your ex chef that I, uh, felt inspired by that episode, Brian, (laughs) Um, Oh,
1: I know. Fuck. Now I feel like shit.
0: I won the inspiring contest.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm starting this off with terrible energy. I apologize. I, um, no, I think that I am... Uh, This week is like just a, this is like a a depressing, anxious week for me. I don't quite know why. I think um, I was at my parents' house for almost a month during the holidays and I came back like a week and a half ago and Uh um, I was really ready to come back here. But then I was also like, oh, I don't really have anything to come back for at the moment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, I know, I don't have a lot of structure in my life right now and that's been hard for me because like, I'm not working at the moment. So I just, every day I'm sort of like, hmm what should I spiral about? Uh, and then I find <laughs> something and I go, baby, I go. So I think that I'm just like feeling a little disconnected in a way that I don't like. And I do find that I'm like, I'm feeling lonely, but also I've had like, I have f- plenty of friends like reaching out and like, you know, but then like sometimes when someone FaceTimes, I'm like, oh, why are they calling me?
0: <laughs> why? I'm like, oh I'm
2: so God. lonely. And then I'm like, I don't want to talk. Why are you calling me? Which is so <laughs> unfair.
0: Are your friends doing that thing where they just FaceTime you without warning?
2: I have lots of friends who do that. <sighs> lots.
0: Locked.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> I don't do that. I don't do that to yeah. people. But I do have oh, friends I who do people. that. Do you?
1: Uh, yeah, it's because when I feel lonely a lot and then I'll FaceTime just like shotgun style, just without warning. Wow. And then they all won't respond. And then I spiral even deeper.
2: <laughs> oh, that's hard. No, I, it's different, though, if you are like reaching out to a friend because you are in a, like you need some. It's more like my friends are like, hey, I'm on the toilet and I'm bored. What are you doing? It's not like yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. It's, they're like barely paying attention to me while they like argue with their partner or like cook food or like feed their dog. Like it's. Like, you know, it's not, it doesn't feel like quality connective time. It's more like, okay, now I'm just
1: filler there just at your apartment
2: with you, background. I guess. And the background. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And honestly, I, everything you're talking about, like, I feel like I have a, I don't know. I think truly everyone I think has somewhat of an eating disorder or like really fucked up relationship I do too. with food. I think it's almost impossible not to. Um, yeah. but I, I like, I I felt a lot of what you were saying. I think like I put on, I put on like probably eight pounds in like the past like two months, which is like, who gets, like it's fucking fine. Like I, like my logical brain is like, that's normal. People gain weight in the winter. That is what happens. Uh It doesn't mean it sticks around. I am obviously not moving around as much as I usually would. All that, like it all makes sense. But I have Mm -hmm. found myself like, I feel like I'm like, I've been subconsciously like intermittent fasting in a way that I don't like. And I'm like, I'm weirdly being like, don't eat until noon. And I'm like, but I'm hungry. That's dumb. Yeah. Just eat when you're Mm -hmm. hungry, bitch. Um, but I'm like (laughs) fighting I am trying to eat healthier because I was going so hard during the holidays I was like I have morning cake and afternoon cake and now I have midnight cake so now I'm not doing that (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying not to do that and just have a little self-control not even about food just like self-control in my life yeah um Mm -hmm. but yeah I just feel I I like I think I don't I have too much time on my hands right now. I think, in a way, mm. is. even though I have stuff to do, I just refuse to do it.
0: So uh, I'm like that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I definitely. I'm just like I'm gonna do nothing for like 20 hours, yeah. and then. Sp- viral panic about this one thing that i have to do Mm -hmm. and then do it in like 15 minutes yeah it's i don't know
1: it's so weird it's so unfair and it's very ironic in ways because i'd say when i had my corporate job i was probably more productive creatively
0: Cause Mm. I was just in that
1: mode and then once, and and then once I went freelance, I'm like, I'm going to have so much time to write. I'm gonna have so much time for all these things. And then instead, most of it, I'm just in my room. Like I'm such a worthless piece of shit. I don't even want to do any of this stuff now.
2: Cause you have to prioritize your time in that situation. And now you don't. Right.
1: Right. Have you done anything to like inject more structure into your life or are you sort of just forcing yourself to feel all these feelings and kind of get to the root of all of it?
2: I think I am, I, I sort of like, the. I, there are days where I'm like, this is my schedule at, from 11 to noon. I'm going to work on this thing from one. I'll be like, I'll even be like 1230 to one. You can look at your phone. <laughs> and like, I'm trying to, it's like snacking on my phone throughout the day. Uh, Cause that is making me spiral. That is the source of spiraling for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there are other days where I'm just like, it's a free for all time. Does not matter? You know, going to bed so late, waking up late, like just truly. And I've never really lived like this before. Like, so Mm -hmm. part of Mm -hmm. me is like, Ooh, this is sort of what it feels like to be a bad teen. But I'm also (laughs) like this. No, I just am a 30 something year old loser. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. I, I, it's a, I don't even, I don't have a succinct like answer for that. Cause I don't, I don't have it figured out. It's kind of day by day.
1: Have you considered letting a chef ruin your life?
0: <laughs> 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 I have. I have.
2: I think also. Stop. Well, that's the other thing too. Like I was, like I said, I was gone for almost a month. So now that I'm back right. in New York, I'm like, should I? date should I like I I just I feel like um I don't know if you what you you guys are like if you guys are actively dating people or having fun I heard you guys in past episodes sort of like talk about fun little things here and there but I didn't know if it was more like someone who's been in the picture still but I mean I'm also like I, I'm single and so I don't like You know, sometimes even dating someone helps structure your time, right? Because you're like, I'll see that person on Tuesdays and Saturday or whatever.
0: I don't know. I mean, I am dating. Brian and I are dating, but it's also like, it's weird because sometimes it'll be going well and I'll be like, yes. And then sometimes it'll go bad and then I'll be like, my life is over. And it just seems like too, too emotional for me to really fully engage in it. Like it feels too dangerous. Mm. Oh, you know what I was going to say? I was going to say this. So I'm in the same boat as you, Julia, where there's like no schedule and I feel like a floaty and I'm like sleeping at 3 AM and just yes. being like, what am I doing? And I yes. can't get motivation to do anything. But then I did some acid <laughs> and because I feel like I do. I do like psychedelics every few months to reset my brain and it totally reset my brain from the next day moving forward. i Painted. I got up. I cleaned my apartment. I oh, rearranged. I started reading every day for hours. I can read for like two hours a day now, yeah. which great. is was impossible. I mean, I'm sorry. I know that that's like not a lot of people want to do that, but it always works for me. Mm. Like just a little, just a little microdose, I just a little, just a little touch, <laughs> just a little bit
1: a, of, a acid of acid as a treat,
0: as a treat, <laughs> and then it just like resets your brain. I swear, like a little bit of mushrooms here and mm. there.
1: Yeah, I haven't me. done that. Um,
0: Wait, so you're dating? Who are you dating? No, I'm
2: not. Or are you dating? You're <laughs> I not mean, dating. Yeah. I, like, I, I'm I not really dating. I am... Okay. Um, I find dating really... God, I'm sounding so like depressing right now, you guys. God. Uh, we all are. We're yeah. all, we all It's are. fine. We all okay.
1: are. No,
0: don't worry about it. Tell us your thoughts on but dating. But it sounds
1: like you're in a place where... You're like, you date with intention. Is that? I
0: mean, sort of. Is that
1: that too presumptuous?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is, Brian. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) Um, I'm not necessarily like looking, I'm not like looking necessarily for a long term partnership at the moment. I would say, um, I'm looking for Mm. connection. I'm looking for like intimacy, but I don't, I'm not like, I'm trying to be booed up for the rest of my life right now. um, Mm-hmm. I also think that there are people who are, I feel like there are some people who are just open to dating, open to romance and love at any point in their life. Like, doesn't yeah. matter if they have a job, doesn't matter if they're going through some shit, doesn't matter if they got a lot of self work to do. They're always just down to find someone. And then there are people who are like, I have to focus on me first. I have to get myself right before I can share myself with someone else. And I mm-hmm. feel like I'm very much that uh, the, the latter and right now I'm yeah. like I'm a mess babe you don't want to date this which is maybe like a weird sort of um self-loathing you don't deserve love thing where it's like I'll I never will feel ready enough to be you know
0: yeah.
2: we're all works in progress all the times right like we're never good, gonna be perfect to date right but I feel like I'm like I have to optimize myself to be a good yeah. suitor. And I feel like I'm going yeah. through a little bit right now just because I think I'm feeling sorry for myself these days. Um, mm. But with that, that said, I'm, mm. like, still horny and want to flirt. But I also, well, I'm also <sighs> deeply lazy. Like, I don't want to, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to go to Aranda's house right now. And, like,
0: yeah.
2: I'll take a walk with someone in the park, sure. But I don't feel like putting that much work into it it's the effort that is yeah. really like kind of daunting to me at the moment. Like I, uh, sometimes I will like message people on hinge and shit and then the conversation just fizzles. And I'm like, eh, right. well, it's so yeah. bad. It's so bad.
0: You know, how you're like talking about dating is like the conversation I have in my head all the time. And I think it's something that I brought up with my therapist once about like, I'm so fucked up. I got to fix all this shit first. And she was like, no one is ever going to be fixed, period. So like how like you're going to be what 70 when you're ready for that or something. She didn't say it like that because she's a professional and I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about, but like, (laughs) but like, I remember her saying something like, Oh, I, she said something along the lines of like, you're, you're trying to look for somebody, you're not going to ever be whatever you think is perfect, but you're just trying to find somebody that's like compatible with like the flaws and you can discuss and like relationships are like, you know, things that you just like. You, you know, it's like your relationship with your family. It's like, it's never going to be perfect. You argue and you just kind of move through life together. Right.
1: Oh, right. you
0: know, I had this thought when I was on acid. I'm sorry. I keep talking about the acid thing. I have this like thought. I was like, I'm not looking because I was pulling my tarot cards. I'm such a (laughs) fucking Burning Man loser. What the fuck? What the 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 fuck, young me? But (laughs) I pulled this card. It's like the card that has like a fairy and it's like a, a woman and a child in a shroud and a ferryman pushing them through a ferry to the other side, and it's like a dark land. And then I read that it's like about you know you're going through this journey right now. And you have a lot of baggage, but like you're, you're going through this journey or something. But then I was like, I'm not looking for the person on the other side of the land. I'm looking for the ferryman. That's going to help me through this little turmoil river. And so I know that this person's not going with me on the journey because the journey is something that I'm going through by myself. No one can come with me on this journey. But I do need the ferryman to help me.
1: I'm so confused. <laughs> Maybe that just sounded cool when I was high. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I get
0: it. No, I can't. So then I was like, so then I keep looking for the per, the person that's like the the destination, but I'm there is no oh, person. Okay, okay, okay. There is no person destination. It's
1: like, yeah, yeah. It's like the, the
0: journey is just gotcha. me. My yeah. life is just me by myself. Gotcha. And are along the way, there's gonna be ferrymen, and they're gonna take me to the other side of the river, and then they can't go with me. I have to go on my own. Mm. Right. Oh, wow. That's, true. That's, that's
1: profound. That's so true. So super true.
0: It's sad though.
1: Yeah. It's lonely. I, I mean, I found like my dating patterns have shifted. And I think that's part of why I'm like pretty optimistic about 2021 so far, because the way I date is almost in response to how I'm feeling about myself. And I don't think it's a healthy way of dating because there were moments certainly in quarantine where I was f- having very low self-esteem and self-worth. And so I was just going through the apps like crazy mm-hmm. and then just dating without any intention, just like, well, fuck it, let's just meet up and like maybe it'll be fun. Well, at the very least, like even if I'm feeling about myself and feeling negative about myself in this way, well, at least someone will like can validate my existence. And right. now like, you know, I I did that, I got tired of it. And now I'm sort of in this mindset of, I am looking for something a little bit more stable. I'm looking for more stability that's pervasive throughout all facets of my life. And that includes dating where now I'm dating with intention and kind of like, all right, if this is, if I don't even like, if I just don't mesh even via the text, no matter like how attracted I might be through their like pictures or in person or whatever, like it's not worth even, I'm not going to waste anyone's time. Like, it's just, (sighs) I'm looking for something more solid and stable.
0: I feel, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I see this with Brian and I. I don't know if this is, like, fair to say. I feel like we're so, like, damaged. <laughs> and, like, we're just like, we don't want any. We don't want anyone. We just want to have sex with strangers. <laughs> and then we're just like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's something this going on. didn't respond We, we need to me. so much
1: help. Time I, to send know. 10 nudes.
2: <laughs> you know what? I think that it, I, I honestly do. I don't, I don't want to have sex with a, a bunch of randos necessarily, but I I don't want like a monogamous relationship right now, which makes me feel weird, which makes me mm. feel like, you know, especially because I have so many friends getting engaged and married and having babies and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't want that right now. And it makes me feel mm. weird. And I kind of think we need to normalize like people over the age of like 28. Brian, I don't know how old you are. You're over 28, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. He's 30. Uh,
2: Okay. I, I know I act
1: like I'm 25, but no, I am 30. That's not what
2: I'm saying. <laughs> I just know you're a few years uh, younger than me. But I, I think like we people need to normalize like enjoying singledom in your 30s and above. Yes. Without being like this is so fucked yes. up, and also like prioritizing other things above that part of your life. I, I think that that's
1: okay yes. and normal. It might also. Yes. There,
2: there could be damage. <laughs> okay. I don't, you know, there, there might be some fucked up shit that still needs to be figured out, but I, <laughs> I think that the, it, it's not all bad. It's definitely not all a bad sign.
0: Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. And I, I think especially for women, it's yes. like, cause I feel like if as a woman, I don't know if you felt, felt this Julia saying that out loud. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship. People are like, stop lying or you you want a baby, don't you? Or something. And I'm like, no, I really don't. Like it's, I think there's like a tendency to tell women like, Oh, it's just cause you can't find anyone or something. I'm like, I literally, if I wanted to, like, I'm pretty sure I could find someone to be in a relationship with, you know, like, but people don't believe that when women are like, no, I don't want that. Yeah. I definitely feel that.
2: Mm. And I also feel like there is the, um, cause I only in the past few years have like, uh, started dating women as well, and I feel like there is sort of this uh, this myth that like, oh, like, you know, women start dating uh, other women because like they are bad with men or they're unlucky with men, um which is like, you know, like because they're spinsters and they can't figure, and it's like, no, mm-hmm. like women, so many women who date women, it's like you are in an intimate relationship so quickly and that is hard in its own way too. Like some, <laughs> I want to be like, no, I'm damaged with dating men and women. Don't you understand? Like it's hard and bad on both sides. Um, yeah. But it's, it's like, I, I think that that's, uh, that's also a myth. And um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, it is, there's something inherently sort of sexist about that belief though. You know, we don't, we um, don't have the luxury yeah. of being a bachelorette.
0: It's misogynistic. It's always like where the man has to be centered. You know, you must, if you're a woman, you must want a man. How could you not want a man? Oh, you're with women. It's cause men don't want you. Right. You know, it's like, exactly. they can't just let it go that we are living and just independent people.
1: You said that like from your experiences dating women that like intimacy, you get to a level of intimacy, like more quickly compared to your experiences dating men
2: yeah I think that's true I but I I, but I guess what I'm saying is that sometimes like there is a misconception that you know women who are searching like deeply for romance or something are like I will turn to women for that in a way that it's just because men are shit (laughs) just because they're (laughs) trash and they're like this is the last you Uh, know (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, that part's fair, but I think. Uh, and <laughs> <There> we are. <laughs> but what you said is true. Yes, I do think that it's like a lot of times women can be intimate with other women in a really healthy, natural, faster way than sometimes with like s- straight r- dating or relationships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, but I also think that that can be challenging in its own way when you are someone like me, or maybe you guys too, where it's like, I'm not necessarily looking for, um, yes, I want intimacy and stuff, but I'm not like trying to find a girlfriend or a partner like ASAP, da, 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 da. And so that's something that I've also like struggled with, with dating women as well. Like how to keep it casual Mm -hmm. and fun and like do that without, I think it's easier to do that with men in a way where I'm like, I don't care if this goes South. If we Mm -hmm. don't talk again, that's Mm -hmm. fine. But women, I'm like, I, if I, even if I don't think this is going to work out romantically, I still want you in my life (laughs) and I still respect you (laughs) in a way that, um, is challenging too, because I think that, uh. I probably have commitment issues as well. I know I just said being single is great, and it's not about being damaged, guys. You're great. I'm
0: great. We're all fine,
2: and now I'm absolutely unraveling with my own shit. This is this is terrible. We're going to cut the last five minutes out of the podcast.
0: <laughs> this is just my everyday spiral. I'm like, I love being single. And then I'm like, <laughs> it's the normal single spiral. But no, like I I would also say, I always doubt myself. I'm like, am I, do I really feel this way? I, I, you know, it's just like, it's just constant doubting of like my feelings, Yeah. but no, you know what? I'm with you, Julia. I don't want to be in a relationship right now. And I trust myself that I'm, and I trust my feelings and I trust myself that I'm telling myself the truth. That is the truth for me. And I don't have to like second guess myself. (sighs) Single, and now we're all just like, what's wrong <laughs> <laughs> the silence this is the, longest the we've, is deafening. We've never been silent. Well, like we were just like, all of us are just in our heads spiraling. Oh, should for I text? Sure. I should text. I should text. I'll I'll see, I'm could, into the distance alone right now. I've just
1: been I've just been absorbing all of <laughs> oh. your information and just like comparing it to my own dating practices. And I'm like, Oh God, what have I done?
0: I have to say that everything you've said, and I know, I know it feels, you know, it's uncomfortable to say stuff like this, but everything that you've said so far about being single and your thoughts on like monogamy and everything, I relate to extremely hard. Like, that's literally how I feel. And I feel like you're in my head. <laughs> well, thank
2: so you. Good. And I'm sorry. No matter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, however you're feeling, like, I hope you don't feel alone in that way. And I feel like those are common thoughts that everybody has. You know, when you're single and you're like, bro, do I freaking want to do this? Uh, no, but I do. I'm horny. Well, To so bring it
2: back to theme, is there, do you think, is there an Asian connection to these feelings to all of this?
0: Fear of intimacy, I would say that's like on brand. (laughs) (laughs) I always think of the stereotypical statistic about how East Asians like have sort of stopped having sex, you know, like people always talk about that in Japan, Mm -hmm. like people that are our age, like in Japan, the people that are our age just stopped dating stopped getting married, stopped having children. It's like this national crisis. Yeah,
1: like they're they're called herbivores. Yeah, and then like
0: the Western media views it in this really racist way. They're like, they're all just fucking freaks that sleep with anime pillows or something, which is not true. There's obviously something going on. But I do wonder if that has ties to like the traditions and cultures of east asia and obviously coupled with late stage capitalism where we're being worked you know in asia like proper like korea and japan like in china and hong kong singapore blah blah, blah. like people are being worked to death and then they can't really afford to start families coupled with the fact of like Lack of human interaction with the internet. And I feel like, in a lot of ways, East Asian cultures, like urban cultures, are a few steps ahead of like the West in a lot of ways because technology is a little bit more advanced. And if we're going to look there and see where we're Mm -hmm. headed, we are definitely headed in that route. Was that, is that, I don't know. I think that's that way. I feel like it's Asian. Definitely. You know, like I feel like I see us totally headed towards like the people that live in Tokyo that just like, live by themselves, do not interact with other people, and are 45 and have never had sex. Like, that's, like, where I'm headed, for sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Brian.
2: So it, as Asian Americans, the three of us are sort of, like, non-committal, non-intimacy influencers. We're starting the trend. I
1: guess so. We're bringing it yeah. yep.
2: other Asian American people.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah we I I'm I mean I'm pioneers. just I'm, I've been so quiet because I'm just thinking about my own dating practices and yeah, I think there is like the fear of intimacy that is I'm sure I, I I've that's been imprinted on me by my parents um mm-hmm. a little bit but the yeah, like I talk about how I'm ready for something more stable and but I don't know if I I, maybe I think subconsciously I don't ever like put myself in a position where that is even available because maybe I'm just always I'm just exclusive. I feel like I'm exclusively dating women who are looking for something more casual. And if we're on the same wavelength, like then it's like, well, it's not like it's going to I'm going to have to. I mean, we're both in an understanding that this is like a casual thing, but I can about how i want something more intimate but i don't maybe i'm like st- i think that fear is still there because i don't know if i'm putting myself in those situations where it would come up does that make sense yeah yeah
0: the question you always I,
1: bring it up with me where it's like i'm yeah, very intimate say, i'm very intimate with when there's like a long distance situation yeah because there's like
0: like brian will fully get into a relationship with someone that lives in like London, and they'll like talk like eight hours a day. And I'm like, Do you think you're letting your guard down because you know that you can't be with this person?
1: And then it fucks me up because young me is right.
2: That sounds like an ideal relationship. (laughs) I'm like, Give me multiple different time zones. No way I will see them for two months, and then I can just pine, pine for them, and pine for their love that I know will never truly manifest. Um,
0: but yeah, that's not healthy. Part yeah, <laughs> 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 well, cause I, I feel like I know. It, I it's guess like it's like, like if they're yeah. like eight
1: thousand miles away. I'm just like, ah. Oh. Like I can't I want you so bad. I want you so bad. And meanwhile, like I'll get a text message from someone in Williamsburg. Hey, what are you doing tonight? Get the fuck away from me. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Disgusting.
0: (laughs) I'll text you back tomorrow. (laughs) Man, there there's something wrong with us, (laughs) right? Oh my god! No, this is another thing that I find interesting is like what we're saying versus what we want. Because Brian, you have been open on the podcast and to me, like saying I want a real, like, serious relationship, right? Yeah. yeah. But like what I said earlier, if that's what you wanted, you could have that, right?
1: You I don't. I don't, I don't know if it's a hundred percent in my control because I'm sure I have glaring personality flaws that turn off women, and they don't want that for me that's either.
0: True. Yeah, and you don't want to settle. <laughs> I mean, this is the question that I have with my own self doubt: How much of it is true that I literally am not finding the right person, and how much of it is self sabotage, where like the, there will be a right person, and I'll be like, "Ew," you know?
1: <laughs> Did you post a lot of memes about that?
0: So, that, but <laughs> I, I question myself all the time: Do I really want? Do I really want it or? Do I think I want it, and I don't? Mm. It's so confusing. My God.
1: I mean, Julia, you're biracial, correct?
0: Yeah.
1: Do you think that there are? Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> no, but do, would you say that there are like Asian influences and that manifest in your dating preferences or how you date? Um,
2: I think that hmm, Asian influences, meaning like, do I mostly date Asian people, or like? I don't
1: know, or just like from your upbringing or maybe um, from th- how, how you were raised?
2: Yeah. I think that like I uh, did not grow up in a house where we talked openly about like sex and sexuality. And like, my mom is very Christian and mm. um, you know, I think that my parents, they have super different backgrounds. Like my mom is from Hong Kong, like moved when she was 18 to go study art in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, didn't know anyone else, like very independent from an early age, very sort of untraditional and unorthodox, I think with, for like a young Chinese woman during the seventies, you know, to just do that by herself. And then Mm -hmm. my dad is from like Irish Catholic blue collar, Ohio vibes. (laughs) Um, so very different backgrounds, but I do think that they both sort of have those, like and and I do, I love my parents and they're good people and they work. They both, that's the thing. Their backgrounds are very different, but I do think they both are like very much like keep your head down, work hard and uh, good things should happen type of people. Um, right. So I don't think, you know, yes, my dad is white, but did not come from wealth and a lot of uh, just that wasn't part of, or, or education to be honest. So, right. um, You know, I think that, like, really open conversations about, like, sexuality and um, racial identity and how those things, like, interact, that, like, that's just not, those conversations weren't really had, and we didn't, like, you know, I didn't start um, therapy until, like, a few years ago. That was not something we did Mm. in my house. Like, my mom was like, God is my therapist, and my dad was like, I yeah. go to the beach and talk to myself. And so, um, <laughs> I think. Do they, that- do they
1: know that you, do they know that you date women? Yeah, I've
2: told them. I have told them.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and my, how did they take mom, that?
2: My dad said, that's cool. Doesn't surprise me. And, uh, <laughs> my mom was like, well, I think it's unnatural, but, um, you know, you, uh, you're allowed to do whatever you want to do, um, which is very much my mom. Like, I think that also mm-hmm. it's it probably would have been a different experience, maybe better, maybe worse if I had done this 10 years earlier, if I had been like right in college and been like, mom, I'm like starting to date women You know, she could have either responded really uh, hurtfully or been like super accepting. But I think because at this point in my life, my mom is like, I have met your past boyfriends before. This is like you're old for this shit. You really want to do this now? Really? (laughs) Like, I almost think that my mom has an element of that where it's not that she's like homophobic. It's just more like girl, get it together. You know what I mean? Like, can you have at (laughs) least then you should have said this shit 10 years. Like, I just think that my mom is sort of like at your age, I was had a career and like steadiness and you are telling me this new part of yourself at this age is uh, Mm -hmm. uh, she just, she's impatient with this type of stuff. I think that, Mm. you know, both, I think, yeah, I think Asian parents are, uh, there's a level of impatience. Like you don't have time. Oh, for sure. I not have time to explore the thing is myself like, like this. I didn't have there's time, no time, to time. for think- emotions. No, I wasn't processing this shit for years. I had fucking work to do the next day, you know? So but what, yeah. but,
1: but what I found that's changed in me is that rather than like getting bristly at that, at hearing those kinds of things, yeah. I, I almost feel like, Oh, maybe they're right. Because I, you know, my, my dad's like, <laughs> There's a time and a place for everything. There's a time and a place for everything. Like, you know, you just turn 30, you know, it's time. If you want a family, like th- maybe it's the time. And now I'm like, huh, maybe, maybe, he, maybe he's right. Maybe I, I should know. like settle down. And I think, it, uh, but I'm not judging it as a negative thing. That's mm. just kind of like how I'm reacting to it.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think there's always room for someone to feel their emotions. And I don't think, I don't see my life as having like a linear path. So I I disagree, but I can see, I can see how, you know, when you get older, you hear parents and you're like, I I can see why you're saying that, you know, do I agree? No, but I can see why you're saying that. Right.
1: Right. And I'm like countering it against like other aspects of my life that aren't in the realm of dating where, Mm. you know, like I used to be super into music and would scour music blogs and try to find obscure artists. And now I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck Billie Eilish is. Like mm-hmm. there's like a time right. and a place, you know, like, right. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Yeah. I, I see what you
1: mean. <laughs> right. I'm taking the Fox news stance.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I even answered your question though. I feel like, uh, just, I was saying like, growing up, we didn't like talk about that stuff more, I think. I wish that I right. had. And I also think that in terms of like Asian-ness growing up, I didn't grow up around a lot of Asians. So oh, okay. I think that that, I think, naturally does influence your, um, not dating preferences, but your, maybe your dating history or your dating like uh, background, your orientation. Well, honestly, I like, really didn't date until like my early 20s, to be honest. I didn't like date. Mm-hmm. I didn't have... I wasn't really dating in high school or even like college besides like just like casually hooking up here and there. So I yeah. feel like, yeah, I don't know if I grew up around a lot of Asian kids. I think that it would have. Uh, yeah, I, I probably would have had more like dating history with other Asian kids, probably.
0: Right. I think that I. Um... I think it's interesting what you said about your dad because he's white, but he's Catholic. And so that sort of like fell in line with maybe like your mom's more Asian upbringing. So that's sort of like, do you think that's why sex and stuff like that was never discussed in your household?
2: Maybe. Yeah. I mean, my dad at this point, he's super agnostic. slash I would say atheist, but he, yeah, like Irish, you know, Irish Catholic, um, I think also just sort of like I think there's also I know that there are uh, I'm sure that there are a lot of people who stormed the Capitol recently who are Mm -hmm. uh, somehow still fucking a lot. But I also think (laughs) that there is I do think that there is like um, there are a lot of more white conservative uh, like more working class people that are actually like ha, really have uh, suppressed a lot of sexuality and thoughts and stuff too. So right. yeah, I, I do think. Yeah. I don't know if it's religion. It's probably somewhat religion, but maybe yeah, yeah, definitely. I think. Right. Um, I don't know. I I don't know what it is. Um, but for my mom, I definitely think it's a religious thing, and mm-hmm. like I didn't grow up. I had to get confirmed. Like my mom was like, "You have to get confirmed, and then you don't uh-huh. have to go to church anymore." So I got confirmed, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "I don't ever want to come back here." But I do think I spent enough time in church where it was like, I remember us talking about things like abortion and da da da, and like just sort of subtle, even subtly being told. And I didn't go to like a Chinese church. It was uh, it was mostly it was a diverse, but I would say mostly white church. But I, right. I even remember them being like, you should really surround yourself with Christians, not just in church, but in every part of your life, mm. including socially Whoa. and being like, honestly, like all my friends are Jewish. <laughs> like this isn't going <laughs> to work for me. I'm not going to make new Christians friends and ditch my like Jewish friends. <laughs> <for their> shit. <laughs> this." And then I got confirmed and then I was like dip dipping out of church. Um, So I don't know, but I do think that like that weird guilt and that weird, uh, just the weird repression of around sex. And, um, I think that stays with you, even if you kind of denounce it early on. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's a big part of my dating journey and, is that like shame that surrounds sex and
0: repressing it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I mean, I've talked about it on this podcast. Also it's complicated, you know, I think we've all expressed like somewhat differing viewpoints and opinions about our own singledom. And it's these, these feelings and emotions are hard to verbalize and their, their feelings are like slippery. It's like, you know, it's hard. And,
0: and we've had a lot of time to think about this because, you know <laughs> have you been single the whole time during quarantine? No.
2: Well, oh, okay. I would I say I have I mean, I've I've dated people. I've had I've been involved with people. But I would mm-hmm. I didn't I haven't gone through like uh an epic breakup during quarantine. Um mm. I was seeing someone before the quarantine started. Mm-hmm. Pretty I would say casually, but I did like I I liked him and, um, but then he went away. He went back home where he's from for like four and a half months. And I had, and he was like, I don't know when I'm coming back. And I was like, I don't really want to talk to you right now because I am struggling and I kind (laughs) of just want to focus on, um, my, my, friendship relationships and my family relationships because I was like all alone too. My roommate had left too. So I was like really by myself and was feeling very like, even though it was totally fair for him to leave, but like he left my roommate left. And I was just like, I'm so alone right now in a way that I've never Mm -hmm. experienced before. And rather, rather than try to latch on to this person who I don't know when I'm going to see again and FaceTime with them all the time, I would rather just figure out how to survive by myself. And I think that, wow. that is something that I do, that I do want to work on where it is maybe an intimacy issue. I think it's, it's hard. Cause it's like, everything is a double-edged sword, right? Like I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm a deeply independent person. And I am mm-hmm. proud of that actually. Like I know that for the last question, that is something I would probably respond to. I know how to take care of myself. I'm super self-sufficient and very independent. And I, I like spending time with myself too, for the most part. I can entertain myself, like, usually when my head's on straight. I'm having a hard time mm-hmm. right now. But, like, other <laughs> times I'm like, I have a hard time letting romantic partners in. I feel right. like with yeah. friends, no problem. I'm very much like, the more friends, the better. I love having, like, I feel like my friendships have also been prioritized in my life as a single person where to me I'm like I feel very ride or die for a lot of people and um in a way that I didn't necessarily feel when I was in long-term relationships and so Mm -hmm. and that's something that I also want to work out where it's like how can I balance that how can I be in a good relationship with someone and feel really good about like my friendships and my family relationships and other relationships not prioritize that thing
1: since you brought it up yourself what is something that you're proud of Julia.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it's sort of that, but it's like I think, yeah. Of course, and this is true Asian, like Asian fashion, where I'm like the thing that I am proud of brings me shame, and <laughs> 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 and, and that is that I I I am very independent and um, comfortable with being alone. Mm. But I yeah. think, um, yeah, like I was saying. Like, I'm, I will say with quarantine, I'm really proud of being able to take care of myself. I think I've taken care of myself in a, in a way that I've never had to before. And I've proven mm-hmm. to myself that, like, I can survive things. I can go through things alone. But I also uh, don't want to get too comfortable in that lone wolf survivor mode because yeah. I want, I know that there is a lot of joy to be had going through that going through shit with other people you know being able to share your shit and have someone else share their shit with you that's like you know that's uh that's important and that's good and so i i I need to figure out how to make that happen too
0: down the line yeah
1: absolutely i think but i think i if i look back on the times that i've um entered long-term relationships it's when i'm feeling at ease with myself and um i think your priorities are in a Good place because if I try to do the opposite, where like oh I'm gonna find someone first, and then Mm -hmm. I'm gonna fix myself, Mm -hmm. that's when like it gets really blurry and the relationship in a lot of ways isn't built on like in a healthy way because Mm -hmm. then you get these weird like codependency issues that arise mm-hmm, and it's like mm-hmm. oh my self-esteem is dependent on how much this person likes me and that makes me feel good so i have my shit together so
0: it's not a destination man it's the fairy ride i'm <laughs> telling you yeah. Fucking take some acid bro <laughs> totally Fucking free your mind brian <laughs> <laughs> i have to say what julia was saying that it also reminds me of something my therapist said where i was really struggling with the fact that i'm so outspoken and i say shit that's really stupid all the time but that's what I love about myself. I'm like, who the fuck is going to say this dumb shit? No one. Me. <laughs> but then, but then I'm like, I'm so ashamed because I say shit that's so stupid and I do all this stuff. I was talking to my therapist and she was like, that's actually most people who are, who have like an exceptional personality trait, like, you know, like your independence and your strength. It, it actually does, because it's such an exceptional big trait, it does turn out to be the thing that also you dislike or not dislike or like maybe harms you in a way and the trick is to learn to like not hate it because that's that's you and that's who you are and that is a strength and but you can't hate that that's who you are totally and that blew my mind shout out to my therapist
1: shout out to young me's therapist legal
0: reasons probably (laughs) So she was like yeah she was like dr. yeah you phil. fucking say stupid it's dr phil, <laughs> it's dr. phil. <laughs> dr phil was like yeah you say stupid shit all the time man like what the fuck
1: now give but me two hundred dollars
0: i'm gonna kill you <laughs> now give me two hundred dollars <laughs> but then but then she was like but like who the fuck is gonna say that
1: right who, right. who?
0: and i was like Yeah. And then I do find myself at times being like, oh, I fucking love this about myself.
2: But isn't that something we're all I feel like we all get such mixed signals where we're all being told to we are simultaneously all being told, become the best version of yourself, optimize yourself, be work on yourself. But then we're also being told, love yourself exactly how for who you are and how you are. Mm -hmm. And that's like really confusing messaging that I think yeah. that all, yeah. all of us are dealing with. And I think there is a fine balance oh, that we all shit. have to find. Some people are always going to be, I think there's a lot of people who are like, I'm I'm Gucci, I'm good. And like really like, and maybe they they express that externally, but have doubts inside that they don't share. And then there are some people who are like, oh, I, I'm just never good enough. And that's always what they say, but have things that they actually are proud of, like quietly, but they they are more, humble or you know that they don't want to tell i think everyone just has like they're somewhere on that scale it's a spectrum
1: julia thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and just for being so open and you know this like episode definitely was very we we went we went there We went deep and
0: yeah i did like, not expect that but it's like such this was such a good conversation. I'm I so know. glad that you were on the podcast, yeah,
1: Thank and it's you. like, uh, yeah, and I, I mean, like young me and I we've like very, touched on it in like a very cursory way about what's it like being single, especially in during a pandemic and then this the state of the world being what it is right now and I, th- I, th- I thought this was great. And yeah, we
0: never got to this like death,
1: yeah. I'm sorry it
0: wasn't funny, but I do
2: feel like we kept it real.
1: No, No. I think you're... This was great. it was
0: just extremely engaging and authentic.
1: Um, Uh, Yeah, and (laughs) for our listeners out there, where can they find you and your work?
0: Oh,
2: you can find me um, at Julia Shiplet on everything.
1: You also have a new side hustle, right?
2: I do. Okay, so the one thing that has honestly brought me um, joy and distraction in the past uh, two months, I would say, is jewelry making.
1: Let's Woo! go. Yeah. So
2: I'm wearing an original right now. Listeners can't see it, but you guys can. And then we'll post it. Yeah. And then um, I I have, uh, you can follow my new <laughs> my new jewelry empire on Instagram. Um, it is early retirement dot NYC.
0: I love your necklace. It looks amazing. Thank you. I'm going to check it out. How about you, Brian? How, where can we find you?
1: Uh, you guys can find me on socials at It's Brian Park. And what about you, Youngme?
0: Y.M. Mayer. And please follow our podcast on Instagram at Feeling Asian Podcast.
1: And if you're looking for a sound engineer for your audio projects, please hit up Sarah Pack at I M underscore P A K T. That is at impact. And once again, if you enjoyed the episode and like our content, please donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash feeling Asian
0: for bonus episodes. Cause last week I talked about the guy that paid me, to watch him eat his own jizz. You don't want to miss out on that episode. And For we'll a low fee that. of $3 a month. Actually, to hear my $5. Story. $5, oh, $5 <laughs> a month. It's worth it, bro.
1: <laughs> and we're going to leave you on a cliffhanger because we're professionals. All right. Bye, guys.
0: Bye. Bye.